This episode is brought to you by Bloat Games. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. If you're looking for games that combine the classic RPG feel with the light, concise rule set of today's indie games in a variety of genres, you gotta check out Bloat Games. Their survived this rules take a cue from the old school games of yore and combine them with a stripped down but easy to understand mechanic that plays fast and fun, giving you an exciting, thrilling game session every time. Whether it's fighting off zombies, swinging a great axe and slinging spells in dark, dangerous creature-filled forests, riding your 10-speed bike through monster-infested suburbs, or keeping the city streets safe from super-powered menaces, the survive this system is the one that'll keep your players coming back to the table. Check out these great RPGs, in addition to card games and other fantastic things they offer, at blokegames.squarespace.com or at drivethroughrpg.com. Bloke Games. The worlds are fiction, but the fun is real. Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard. The OSR podcast about stuff with your host glenn hallstrom hiya folks old man grognard here hope you're all doing well it's a nice day well first off i have a voicemail from jason go ahead jason hey glenn jason here just wanted to call you about your scaling podcast i think that's all very important things to think about but you also want to keep throwing lower level creatures at them as well just because your exceptional party members are going up in level and getting more proficient doesn't mean the average schmo in the world is. And you kind of nerf your characters when you move. Now, you might be just talking about 5e, and I don't know squat about 5e. But if we're talking about older games, typically your fighter gets attacks against creatures with less than one hit die equal to their level. Well, if you never throw those kind of monsters at the fighters, then you're kind of screwing the players playing fighters. You know, so you need to do a mix. You definitely need to throw better challenges at them. I 100% agree with that. But you're still going to encounter standard schmo bandits in the woods, encounter these other kind of creatures out there, and you shouldn't steal that from the players. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, the smaller, I, I, do, I really didn't get into that because I kind of took it for granted. I probably shouldn't have. But yeah, you mix it in with the smaller the smaller encounters with the smaller monsters. I mean, there's got to be some monsters out there that the PCs can feel superior to, and that's why you have these smaller these smaller little kerfuffles like that. But like I said, yeah, scaling up and adding that to the monster mix helps your game. So you are absolutely right about that. Thank you for thank you for uh, thank you for calling that in. All right, I'm going to take a little an analytical thing about adventure creation here, a little analytical uh, kind of tack. Say you've come up with an adventure, or you can do this with a module. You come up with an adventure, or you finish reading the module, and then you should pick it apart. Pick it apart and find out what makes each encounter, each story beat, each part work. And just look at it. You look at it and go, okay, what's the central conflict? What's at stake here for the person the for the and those involved, the NPCs, the PCs? What's the main thrust of the conflict? 
and then put it back together again. That way you understand it a little better. Because this is the whole thing. Getting to understand it is the key. Now, modules, like I said, you can pick those apart too. And remember, when you pick things apart like that, don't do it completely. What I mean is, you got to remember, anything you do with adventure creation or module reading, you got to remember the input from the players. you got to. Because you're just, you, you can't, you can't, you don't want a predetermined conclusion. I mean, you know which, you know, you know how the story works now, what fits into what, but there's got to be some play in there. In other words, look at something, pick it apart and go, okay, this will advance the story this way. What if they don't do this? What if they do something different? How will that affect the overall story? Now, if you're good and you're lucky, what they do will still point it in the direction you think it should, you think it's going to go. But that's the thing. You should not ever say, well, it's going to go this way. No, it goes the way it wants to go. It goes the way the players want it to go. So that's, again, the encounters and things the story beats you set up are... This is what happens. Let's find out what happens when the PCs see it. You got to understand that their input is, is valuable. So you have to really think about, you know, okay. In other words, I'm saying like, okay, take this. Here's an encounter with, uh, here's an encounter with uh, four kobolds. They could kill them outright. They could negotiate with them. They, you know, that kind of thing. But you just present the problem. Okay, they're going down this corridor and they meet these four, three or four goblins who stop them and say, what? And then you stop. This is where you stop and go, okay, leave it alone, go to the next one. It's like, it's like you're triggering your brain. You're, tr you're, you're, you're triggering your brain. Okay, this is the situation. Now leave it alone. This is the other situation. Leave it alone. I know it's kind of difficult because if one leads into another, you know, you, you, you it. I understand the problems of adventure creation, but you got to be that flexible. You really do, because it's very important. If if they, you know, if they go totally off track, you know, that's when your improv comes in. But you know, you should be you should be partially prepared for it at least. You know, you can say, if they do this, they do that. If they do this, they do that. Remember the attitudes and the desires of the NPCs and the situation itself. It may, it may, the, the situation may be in a terrain that's more challenging or things like that, or they have a time limit or something. So just be aware of that. In other words, write it or read it, then go back and pick it apart and find out how it works. Anyway, I know it's a little too cerebral, but and it's a it's more involved. It's probably more involved than a casual gamer would want to do. But there it is. Anyway, I gotta go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar at gmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized, so as little as ninety nine cents a month, you too can help support this program. And I would thank you for single donations. Check out my Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard or my PayPal tip jar, which is paypal.me slash oldmangrognard gmail.com. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so used to saying that. It is uh, 
paypal.me at slash old man grognard. Anyway, let me thank these people who give to me monthly. Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John, Allen, Aaron, Michael, Randy, and Joe. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. For other good podcasts, there is Dan Gregg's The Young, Y-U-N-G, Young Grognarn Podcast, Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast, Daniel Norton at the Bandits Key Podcast, Randy and Joe at Biggest Geekest Podcast, Big John Allen, Large as the Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tankar's Tavern Chat. So, till I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.